it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 4.2 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. Today's episode will take listeners inside the building blocks of the season. Coach Tonegal and Kyle Mangus will come on in the first half and share about some key moments in the month of June and the value of deep relationships within the program. Jonathan Panzu and Trevor Harrell will join in the second half to share about how these times set the stage for deeper impact throughout the season. We're joined now by Coach Tonegal and Kyle Mangus. And Coach, in episode one, we talked about building identity in I Am Third. And then the seniors came on and shared maybe some of the low points that they had. So we leave from there and we're transitioning to the season. June is a month where we gather everyone on campus we have focused time with our guys. So as, as you sense this direction of, of pushing towards finding identity in the right places, what was next? Well, I think we, uh, every year, like you said, in June, we're, we're trying to figure out um, who we're going to become as we look forward. And, and, and the becoming often drives the doing. So for us, it's, it's the big picture. What, what kind of people, what kind of men are we going to become, which ultimately decides the, the type of team we're going to have. And so we started talking about identity with our guys and man, what a, what a challenging subject, um, especially in a performance based culture and, and we're basketball players and coaches and you talk about fighting against the grain. Um, but when we can find our identity in something other than performance, we actually believe it drives better performance. That's kind of the, uh, the twist on it, I would say. So you have this sense and we start talking about it, we're praying about it and that's, that's been building, but then the, the guys come in, Talk about June. Why do we bring guys in in June? What happens in that month? And then specifically, how does this transition to the players taking ownership of this idea? Yeah, I think we've we've slowly learned that um, our guys probably do a better job of um, discipling each other than we do. And so our job has increasingly become more about empowering them. And uh, I think you're going to hear a great example from Kyle. So we, we just tried to position a few of our key leaders and really challenge them about identity, but then gave them space to, to implement this within the team. And I think what we saw was that they connected with their guys at a level which, you know, maybe you and I could not have connected with. I mean, they're the same age. They're living in the same world in some ways, same struggles. And when they, when they take on this responsibility and they drive it, uh, the results have been uh, – better than what we could have done. Yeah, I remember early on in coaching, just spending hours trying to come up with the exact right words for every Devo. <laughs> it's not that we never do that, but there seems to be so much more power when it's coming from a player's heart that's a peer of theirs. And that transitions to you, Kyle. There were four weeks when our guys were here in June, and uh, each senior was given a chance to lead something on identity. And then they chose you as a, as a younger guy to also uh, take one week where the team gathered, they had dinner, they went deeper in some way on this issue of identity. So why don't you just take us inside what was going through your mind at that time in June and then what you presented to the team? Uh, during that time in June, I was actually hurt. So I wasn't even on campus for all of it or even most of it. But uh, I was given the opportunity to give a Devo, and I just tried to think of something that uh, could cause the guys to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. So accountability came to my mind. So 
we held a Devo and uh, went through some scripture together. And then uh, we got into groups at the end. And uh, I kind of challenged each guy to think of a way that they could be held accountable basketball-wise and off the court spiritually. And I think this helps in the sense that it just creates trust and uh, allows other guys to help you reach your potential because that's what we all want to do is uh, grow. So that's what it was. What was amazing for us as a staff is after the season and postseason meetings, multiple guys brought up these accountability relationships as transformative to their season. And we didn't even know that you had led this Devo and, and had driven guys to that play. So it shows the power of player-led time. But I also want to drill into your offseason last year because, like you said, you were hurt. You had basketball taken away. And basketball has just been such a part of who you are. So it was a challenging summer in some ways. And then this identity piece was really flowing from your heart because you had to wrestle that to the ground over the summer. So what did you experience last summer being injured and having basketball taken away? It was a difficult summer last year. Um, I had surgery and I was out almost four months. So I would say it was pretty awesome to give this Devo because while I couldn't make an impact like basketball on the court, I could be making an impact off the court uh, in guys' hearts and minds. So that was special uh, during a, a long and hard summer. Coach, there's a, a part of this season that we're going to consistently hear about the value of deep relationships on our team and how that helped off the court in growth and how it helped on the court in growth. Why is this so important to our program? Well, I think it's it's rare, first off, to have deep relationships. I think every I think we're conditioned to uh, just kind of live in the shallow. And what most of us realize is, man, there's a, there's a greater way and there's more out there. And, and when we have gone there um, throughout the season, it's probably the most rewarding part of the season, as we've talked about. It's, it's, uh, it's an incredible thing to be able to live life with other men and go deep and and, and really grow and challenge each other. So as you've learned this and as we've wrestled this to the ground as a staff, where does that leave your philosophy of coaching? What's the point of going deeper? Well, I think um, other men can unlock potential in certain areas in your life for growth that, that you cannot. So we've kind of got this idea, I use it like the weight room analogy, that uh, when you know a lot of guys will go in the weight room and they'll get in front of the mirror and they'll just they'll look at themselves and Life doesn't work that way. I don't get better if I just look in front of the mirror and challenge myself. I get better when, when a guy like Kyle and I'm on his team challenges me to accountability. I get better when Kyle steps into my life and says, hey, I want to help you in this area. Or maybe I see greatness in this area. Sometimes we can't even see our own greatness, and we need other people to pull that out of us. This concept of discipleship is something we talk about so much. How would you define that? I think one of the ways we're, we're beginning to describe it, at least – the way we are trying to formulate it would be it's it's relational and it's um, it's in a transforming community. So it's race, relational, meaning it happens kind of along the way in life. It's over a meal. It's over a workout. It's, it's as we're as we're getting to know each other. But then it's set in a transformational community. So it's not just one guy or two guys. It's it's a bunch of guys living life. And, and oftentimes your story may encourage me or my story may pull you through in a time where you really need it. What's been fun over the course of years for me is how players at times are challenging me to grow in ways where I need it. That wouldn't happen if it wasn't this type of environment. So Kyle, as a player, having been through this type of environment now for two years, what's it mean for you and your teammates to be in a, a transformational community with relational discipleship? Well, it means everything because we feel like we can go to each other and trust one another to talk about anything and no one's going to judge uh, anyone like for example a couple days ago Jonathan 
and Pansy uh, texted it in our group test or group text. He said, "Please pray for me. I, w- I want to be more disciplined um, about getting in the Word." And that's just one way. Like he came to all of us and just flat out stated it. And in some groups and societies, I don't think you could do that because um, pride comes into place. But Jonathan just he lets it all out there, and I think every guy on the team does that. There's this hesitation that a lot of leaders have that we have to either choose discipleship or relational growth or high performance. And it's almost an either or where that's an example of a both end. Because Jonathan was in this type of environment, he could ask for accountability because he knew people would come alongside him and help him grow. And that actually drives performance in some way. So coaches, you've pushed this into our program over the course of years. What have you learned in terms of the the uh, connection between discipleship and performance? Yeah, I've, I've always wrestled with kind of my competitiveness and, and wondered and asked, you know, is it wrong? Is is my ambition misplaced? And and what I've come to conclude is that, no, it's, it's a God-given gift, but it's why am I competitive? Is it because I want the affirmation of others? Do I want to prove uh, to others through performance? And I, and I wrestle with that, and that's hard. But I think where I'm trying to get to a place and where I hope the program is, is that this competitiveness is aimed at being third. It's aimed at putting God first and putting other people second. And when you do that, or when everybody does that, everybody in the room wins. And in the second half, we're going to bring on two players who they came into accountability relationship after Kyle's challenge. One was a freshman, one was a junior. And they're just going to talk about what it meant for them over the course of the year and how it really pushed them to new levels. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined now by junior Trevor Harrell and freshman Jonathan Panzu, and we're talking about the value of deep relationships on a team. We heard in the first half about Kyle Mangus' challenge for you guys to get into accountability in June and to really go deeper as a team. What do you remember about Kyle's challenge that day? Um, I remember like just him being blunt and like offering the challenge. Um, he doesn't really speak much, but whenever he does, like everyone listens and it was just, we just had to step up to it. And Jonathan, I know for you, you are fairly new and we're going to talk in a couple episodes with some freshmen that were just thrown into the fire and you're stretched way outside of your comfort zone when you first move here in June, but then to, to be intentionally pursued in relationship from older guys what did that mean for you at the time um at the time I honestly didn't understand it um it was so new to me but over the course uh, of the season like you grow when you're uncomfortable and I was really uncomfortable when I first came here like just because it was all new to me like 
going deep in my relationships with older guys that were like two or three years older than me like being the youngest on the team after being like a senior leader on my high school team like it was it was totally different but like I've grown so much from it and I, and I loved it and everything to me. So Trevor talk a little bit about what this looks like so Kyle gets in and just says guys we need to hold each other accountable part of that spiritually part of it's basketball wise what did it actually look like when you guys got into these groups and just said we're going to push each other to another level of growth? Yeah, so we the first thing we did was we uh, made a group message and we were texting each other uh, periodically, like verses that we liked, passages that we thought had deeper meaning, um, and then also like sharing sharing some struggles that we were uh, encountering. Um, so like if I was struggling with you. Know, um, with something that I would I could tell Jonathan and know that he's gonna you know respond with love and that's for something that you know what's when somebody's struggling you know someone with responding with love I guess is the biggest thing that you need coaches talked already about the the line versus the box and really as men of Christ we don't want to judge people where they're at we want to meet them there but not let them stay there help them move forward What's it like to be on a team where there's guys that are, are willing to be honest with you, but do it in love and call you to a higher level? Um, it, it's super exciting for me, at least. Um, it just makes you feel like you can honestly do anything and achieve anything because you have guys there that actually believe in you. You're not really boxed in um, with the line mentality. Like you said, it's like it's, it's about your growth, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. So this moment was back in June. Fast forward to now. And just look back on the season and think about your growth. What impacted – so there was not some structure where it says you're going to get with one guy and you're going to meet every week. But you guys were, through Kyle's Challenged, able to go to, to more authentic places, which sustained itself throughout the course of the season in different ways. What impact did that have on your growth over the course of an entire season? Yeah, so sometimes when you, you plan things, and you, uh, you have time to prepare something. But when you're meeting spontaneously without any sort of meeting time, um, you only have one option, and that's to be authentic. So what was that impact for you, Jonathan, to, to have a group of guys you could be authentic with? How much did that impact your growth over the course of, of a full year? Um, it impacted my growth tremendously. Um, like I said, like coming out of high school, like I've never done anything like that and being thrown into a whole different culture with uh, guys I can be vulnerable with and guys I knew were there for, you know, to see me grow. It, it was amazing. So practically, what's it look like? Let's say I know you two guys really challenge each other along with, with one other guy throughout the course of the year. What's it practically look like for you guys to challenge each other towards growth? Um, for me and Trevor Harrell uh, specifically, um, a problem that I had, um, like, coming in was on the defensive end, I was way too handsy. Um, and Trevor would just – give me constant reminders, stop using my hands, whether it would be like, um, it'd be like forcefully and you'd use it in like a really strong tone or whether it'd be like a simple little reminder, like bro, quit using your hands. Like that was something that um, he really challenged me with. And over the course of the season, like through his challenge, like I stopped using my hands and was able to sit down and move my feet better on defense. How about spiritually then? So that's a that's a very specific basketball. What about spiritually? How were you guys able to challenge each other there? Uh, we just basically sent out encouraging encouraging words every now and then, like, "Hey guys, let's you know continue staying in the word, like making sure that we're getting in the word every single day, um, and basically sharing what we learn um, every now and then." Uh, like I said earlier.
So let's transition this to the basketball court, Jonathan, because you just gave a very specific example. How do deep relationships like this translate to a team performing at a higher level in the game? Um, when you don't necessarily have that deep relationship with an individual and they're telling you things like that, you, you can look at it as if, like, wow, he's attacking me or he doesn't want the best for me or, or he's just jealous or something like that. But when you have that deep uh, relationship and you know that that guy cares about you, like – those things don't even enter your mind and you're just willing to change and like do it for that person, really. Trevor, what did you see from the team? Because you obviously uh, took on the role of a, of a player coach this year and you really see the X's and O's side of the game as well as any player we have, but then you get to experience the depth of relationship on the team. What impact did deep relationship have on our on-to-court success? Yeah, so in practice there was a lot of times where players would call out players. Um, for not putting in effort, for not doing things right. Um, and I can't recall, like, on any occasion where players responded with, you know, negative feedback. They would always, you know, they knew that it was coming out of love and they wanted, like, what's best for that player. So they were responding with, okay, yeah, I got you, instead of, well, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. So instead of responding with, you know, in a negative way, they're responding with, I understand that, and I, I know why you're calling me out. And as we go throughout this entire season, there's going to be examples of times where, the trust that was built because of deep relationships on our team really played out in the growth of our players and the growth of our team. On our next episode, you'll hear from Coach Tonegal and Jonathan Pansu about the team's trip to the Dominican Republic in August and the importance of shared experience in building a team. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, Please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWUHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.